And I'm here to remind you of the mess you made when you went away. <laughs> it's not fair to deny me the cross I bear. Uh, no, hello. This is Pilot's Guide podcast, the podcast where we watch uh, Pilot. <laughs> so I'm, I really was in it. I, I was really fully, fully Alanis there for a second. Uh, this is a show where we watch uh, Pilot episodes of streaming service original television shows and talk about them. And this week, if you could guess it by the Alanis Morissette, we've got Little Fires everywhere i wanted to say little fires from elsewhere for some reason because i've been thinking about dispatches from elsewhere anyway uh yes pilot's guide podcast streaming service original pilots uh this week if you're familiar uh with little fires everywhere it is a book so naturally uh i've got my book co-host on Kristen. how are you i'm great good uh we watched this show together Maybe a week and a half ago, and she yeah. read the book maybe three weeks ago. So <laughs> we're a little distant from the source material, but that's yeah. okay. We, we took good notes, and we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Pilot's Guide, and this is your first time listening, uh, we just basically go through a pilot episode of a, a TV show that's from a streaming service. So we break down the characters a little bit. Talk a little bit about the story and summarize. Talk, hit some uh, key points, uh, some likes and dislikes. We talk about things we think are going to happen later on in uh, the show, the series, the season, uh, anything, the next episode. Uh, And ultimately, we come down on a verdict about whether or not we believe the show is crash landing or clear for takeoff, which we will define for you later. Anyway, Little Fires Everywhere. It is a Hulu original show where, in the pilot episode, I believe I counted at least five Little Fires. So, it lives up to its name. Actual Fires. Actual Fires. Okay. Well, some are little, some are big. Okay. But there are fires pretty much everywhere throughout (laughs) this entire first episode. That's pretty cool. I mean, not to mention, you know, some fire actors, if you know what I mean. Uh, We got Reese Witherspoon here, Mm -hmm. Kerry Washington. That's it. That's it. (laughs) But But they are good. They're very good. Anyway, uh, Kristen, you read the book. You actually listened to the audio book. Yes, didn't actually read it. How about you tell tell the, the audience how... How you felt about the work as a whole before we get into yeah. the TV show. Well, it was my first audiobook that I ever listened to. So it was really hard at first to get into it. Um, and there's a lot of characters, so I was like mixing people up a lot. Um, but I liked it in general. I think it really started growing on me towards the middle. Mm-hmm. And the end I thought was good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Don't really see the end in the TV show, considering you watched the first episode. But no, but I thought it. I thought it was a good book. I thought it thought it really, like, dived into important social issues that people should be talking about. Mm. But I think something that was, like, I thought about was maybe I am not the target demographic for a book like this. Interesting. Like, so I don't know if we should be talking about potential spoilers but just so much there will be spoilers i mean this kind of was in the first episode okay just like the whole 
family relations is like Mm. such a central part of the book like different relationships between different types of family so i feel like it's more geared towards older women who have children and Mm -hmm. you know potential issues with their children ah yeah it's interesting though that you say that how how did you say it that important important lessons or important yeah social issues yeah social issues yeah it's it takes place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it's about important social issues for today that are being addressed in a time period mm. that is 30 years ago. Right. I so. do wonder how it actually was in the 90s. Right. With these issues. Oh, what these issues were? I mean, yeah. they were probably a lot worse considering that Yeah, yeah. Considering that society's become a little more PC in recent history, mm-hmm. but uh there's still problems. Obviously, and the show, you know, can certainly serve as a reminder of those things that yeah. still persist. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Good, good. Anyway, uh, we'll get into the first segment uh, that we always do here every week, and that is the Kowalski Analysis Report, uh, where we break down the characters uh, of this show. Now, as Kristen already mentioned, there are a number of characters that make appearances uh, throughout the show. But it's really sort of divided down into two groups, the Kerry Washington group and the Reese Witherspoon group, the Reese Witherspoon group being notably larger uh, as Mm. she has a bigger family as opposed to the Kerry Washington group. But why don't we start with Kerry Washington and her daughter? So Kerry Washington's character, Mia, uh, and her daughter, Pearl, uh, they are effectively homeless at the onset of the uh, show, living out of their car. Um, Mia is a starving artist, and Pearl is a high school, young, like early high school mm-hmm. girl um, who is also, you know, and she's just, she's into being a kid. She wants to be a kid really yeah. bad, uh, but her lifestyle. Uh, of be of moving around all the time makes it kind of difficult for her. Uh, she's also a little artsy, but not quite in the same way that that Mia is, uh, because Mia is dedicated to exhibit making exhibits out of uh, new places that they live and then promptly moving away. Uh, granted to say, Mia is a runner where Pearl kind of wants to set roots. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what the struggle between the two of them are. Did I do a good job at, at yeah. outlining them or anything else that you, you care to add on about either of them? No, that makes sense. I think an important thing is that they're African-American. Yes. And that's yes. what big point of it is. Yeah. So. Okay. So go on with uh, Reese's family, I guess. Sure. <laughs> okay. So Reese Witherspoon, her character is named Elena Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the mom and has four children. The dad, I don't actually know what his name is. Uh, we've got, I, I believe it's Bill. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, oh, it's Bill. Yeah, it's Bill. That's funny because it's Bill Richardson. It's like all about money. Oh, big bills. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Dollar bills. Uh, and then their four children are Lexi, Trip, Moody, and Izzy. Trip, Moody. <laughs> um, Lexi and Izzy 
being girls, Trip and Moody being boys, mm-hmm. are all in high school. They were born like one year after each other. Izzy is also in high school? She, yeah. Is she a freshman or is she like uh Yeah, she's a freshman. Okay. I thought she was like a middle school cusp, like late middle school, but it, it well, doesn't Well, I really think matter. she's like going into high school. Right. Izzy's the youngest. Yeah. Uh, then Moody, then Lexi, then Trip. I think. No. Lexi, Trip, Moody, oh, Izzy. Oh, Lexi, Trip, Moody, Izzy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I probably already <laughs> said that. That's the order I said it in. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Yes, the kids of, of one Elena Richardson, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um... What do they do? What's 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 like one thing? What's one thing about them? What's something <laughs> cool about them? Uh, Elena is a writer. She writes for a newspaper. Um, Lexi is trying to go to Yale, so maybe she's a junior in high school. She's applying to colleges, or mm. I don't know. She wants to go to Yale. Trip. Don't we don't really learn anything about Trip. No. Moody has like a secret hideout. Yeah, in a in a van in a in a dump. dump. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Izzy is like the outsider. Absolutely. No one really likes her or talks to her, um, and she doesn't really like them or talk to them, and she doesn't like really fit into the family at all. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, she is yes, definitely the the black sheep. Uh, and she is very resistant to a lot of the uh, prescribed mannerisms that uh, Elena puts onto her, saying, I want you to be like me. And, and yeah. Izzy absolutely does not want to be anything like her mom because she doesn't think her mom is very cool or yeah. a very good person. Well, Izzy's pretty woke. Like, <laughs> I'd say she's pretty woke. Well, yeah. She just doesn't want to fit into the strict like boundaries that their mom and dad do Mm -hmm. like everything about this town that they live in which is called shaker heights is like so perfect you have to do everything a certain way and she just like doesn't want to fit into that Mm. she wants to do her own thing she's more artsy you see yes like painting or whatever yeah. yeah yeah she's making statements on her forehead she writes words all over herself. She she lights fires at the end of the uh, at yeah. the end of the episode. Little candles in her room, and and she's like playing with a lighter. Mm-hmm. Wonder why? Wonder who lights the fire? I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right, and this family is white. Yes, yes. So those are our two two factions that uh, will blend together um, and intermingle throughout the episode, whether they like it or not. This plot, as far as this, this is this is an hour long episode, uh, so there's quite a bit to talk about, and I think it would probably serve us well to do like a two minute a piece summary. Okay. Um. So why don't we get into that? We're gonna start by doing our rapid summaries, and I'll set a two t- two minute timer for Kristen. I just have to read down my notes because I really don't remember. And she's going to read down her notes the best she can and okay. refresh her own memory. Yeah. All right. Ready, set, go. Okay. So it opens with um, the Richardson's house on fire. Um, no one knows how the fire started. And Izzy is also missing. Um, 
Pearl and Mia, you see them uh, kind of being stranded, homeless in their car. Flashback. No, this isn't flashback. Well, the flash forward. The house is on fire to flash forward. Oh, oh, oh. I'm pausing it. That's The true, house is on fire. True. And then we go back. Okay, you're to right. before. <laughs> it's not like the house is on fire and then like, hey, we're still going here. Right. Everybody's just chilling. Okay, you're right. All right. Continue. Okay. And then um, somehow Pearl and Mia end up meeting with Elena, who has a rental property near their house in the same town. Um, so Pearl and Mia end up renting this apartment from the Richardson family. Um, Mia, you see her that she's a photographer and she's an artist. Um, you see her always carrying around a camera, taking pictures of things, especially like the kids in the Richardson family. She's always taking pictures of them. One thing that happens is Elena sees Mia coming out of a restaurant with the uniform on. So she starts talking to her about how Mia is working part-time for a restaurant. And Elena offers her, hey, why don't you come clean my house and cook food for my family? I've been looking for a sort of housekeeper. And at first, Mia is like, no, Mm -hmm. I have my own job. I don't need to work at your house. And you can definitely see, like, She's really put off by that. But at the end, um, Pearl starts hanging out with all the kids and is, like, really involved and is at their house all the time. So at the end, Mia eventually does take the position of being their housekeeper. Okay. Uh, it is a, a very skeleton's view of what happens in the pilot, and and uh, I think that, that sort of appropriately displays that character arc uh, but i'll fill in some of the uh character relationship gaps that that uh appear throughout the show so um as we mentioned uh, the, the richardsons are rich and uh pearl and mia are uh rather poor so when mia realizes that they have enough money to uh rent this apartment um, she, uh, Pearl is overjoyed. She's so happy. She just wants to like start growing some roots because she's been, they've been all over the place. I think they said something about like 10 states plus or something. So they're, they're running around and Pearl just wants to be like a normal kid, which is how when she starts hanging out with the, the kids, she gets a fondness to, uh, Moody or actually sort of the other way. Moody gets a fondness to her and Moody is showing, uh, Pearl, uh, his hideout, sharing poetry with her because she really is into poetry, uh, playing music for her, and just, you know, trying to be a really good friend because, uh, you know, for lack of a better reason, he thinks she's really cool. And the rest of the Richardson kids kind of agree with that, um, which is good for Pearl. Granted, Mia really wants to see her not hanging around the Richardsons because Mia has this resentment toward the way that Elena sort of offhandedly says things to her that are not very nice to say. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of references to uh, Elena being potentially racist and she doesn't believe that she is, um, but she's she feels like she's doing her best. Um, her relationship with her husband is very uh, pragmatic. They only have sex on certain nights and she, you can just see from her character that she's very uh, rigid, even though she 
doesn't want to be, and that sort of spills onto her youngest daughter, Izzy, who feels like she wants to rebel uh, and does so a handful of times in the show by blatantly disregarding what her mom has to say. I think that I think that does it. Kinda. I mean, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of content here, folks. Um, but we can get into to some of those key situations. You know, it's it's a I would say it's a lot of small details. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a limited series based on a book, mm-hmm. so they're taking the x amount of pages and expanding it. So. Not everything is super critical to the story, I would say, but uh, why don't we get into certain uh, of the, the bigger picture items? Why don't we talk about why don't we talk about Mia's art first? So I, I mentioned this before, but but Mia usually uses these new apartments that her and Pearl move into as a singular exhibit she works until she finishes a certain product and then she like gets the heck out of dodge and pearl is like not down with Mm -hmm. that she she's she's very pearl has never had her own room that's something that is pointed out pretty early in this situation and the fact that this new apartment is so nice that's why pearl really wants to uh stick around but uh as we mentioned uh, we see Mia throughout the episode taking pictures. That's like her primary mode of art. Granted, we also see her building this like bike throughout mm-hmm. the middle part of the episode. Um, because at one point, Moody uh, gives Pearl a bike so that they can hang around and go see his his hideout because you need to take a bike to get there because I guess it's really far away. Um, but ultimately, that show of i don't really know that gift really infuriates mia i think this is where we really this is one of the aspects that make us really see her resentment toward the richardson Mm -hmm. family because it's it's like a handout to her i guess that yeah they're you know spending money on this bike for pearl when mia is simultaneously trying to make a bike for pearl um and Pearl's not aware of that, that she's making the bike. Mm-hmm. But all Pearl sees it as is, oh, wow, now I can hang out with my friends yeah. better. Um, and and Mia's not really not really into that. I, I would say, would you say that's like one of the, I mean, I guess the, the main driving action that like, you know, for their feud between Mia and Elena is just the amount of times that they keep running into each other and Elena's like, you should clean my house. You should cook my food. You should be my maid. And She does not say maid. I, I thought she does. I think she just says housekeeper. Okay. But anyway, he, continue if, if you can continue to flesh out that, yeah. that relationship between the two of them. Because that's like the, that's like the, the show, the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think... You see a lot of times those awkward situations, awkward conversations between the two women where Elena, like, I think she really genuinely thinks that she's just being nice. Like, she is saying things that are nice. She's Mm -hmm. offering Mia a job. She's offering them. She gave them a big discount 
in the rent for the apartment. Right. And they bought her, they bought Pearl a bike. Like, I think they're, she is really trying to just be as nice as she can Mm -hmm. without realizing how it's being portrayed to Mia. Like, how Mia is feeling about Mm -hmm. what she's saying. Right. Like, I definitely, it's just this, like, battle between the, like, outward racism versus her just subconscious. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, yeah. So, like, I don't think anything is overtly rude or overtly mean and racist mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But just certain things that the Richardsons do, or I guess just Elena. Right, right. Just, like, really rub, just Elena. rub Mia just the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Pearl- because she just grew up in this, like, picture-perfect white suburbia. Right, and, right. Like, With never, a lot of money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Never had to experience any hardship, like... Right. Mia and Pearl did. Exactly. Um, yeah, she... she, I, I, It's, you know, it, it's it's notably difficult. And, and Kerry Washington is phenomenal in in the role she really she really plays it super well her Mm -hmm. you know the way she expresses herself about in these conversations with with uh elena throughout the the show really shows you how like deep seated and how hurt Mm -hmm. on the inside she is dealing with it um why don't we why don't we move on and talk about um this little uh, situation with um, the hideout and yeah the the subsequent events that that follow that because I think yes. that's a, a really interesting uh, gives you a really interesting look into me as mindset as well yeah that I wanted to talk about that yeah. part yeah go for it um well Mia not Mia Pearl and Moody. Moody takes Pearl to his hideout. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you talked about it in your summary. He's, right. like, reading her poems and playing her songs. And, I mean, you can tell that they have, like, some connection. Or at least Moody wants to have a connection because yeah. there's another connection for Pearl <laughs> that yes. goes unseen. Uh-huh. Basically, they're just really good friends. There's, like, a time lapse of them just hanging out in a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. So they're good friends. Um and then when they're in this, like, random hideout in a dump, they get caught by seemingly the police, mm-hmm. and they get taken back to their houses. Yeah. And the car that they're in, the seemingly police car, pulls up to Mia and Pearl's house, and they get out of the car, and Mia, like, freaks out Mm -hmm. like what are you doing you can't be trespassing you can't be getting pulled over by the cops yeah like is very upset that pearl got in trouble Mm -hmm. but elena is like oh no it's okay this is just the neighborhood watch it's not not the police Mm -hmm. it's not the police they're not in any trouble it's okay and she i mean she tries to like calm her down but Mm. clearly isn't like understanding why Mia does not want Pearl to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you cannot be arrested. Like, you cannot go to jail. Right. And, right. I mean, for reasons that I think everyone understands mm-hmm. of, like, you know, mass incarceration and things like that. Yeah. But Elena just, like, doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, 
Mia spells it out to Pearl, like, they will not get passes from the cops. Yeah. Like, the Richardsons would get mm-hmm. passes. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's it's a pretty it's a pretty clear divide yeah. between the two, and I, there's a really really powerful scene. But before you know, Mia even knows that the cop car has Pearl inside of it. Oh, yeah. Mia's just driving around, coming back from her night shift at the restaurant, and the cop is just following her because the cop is going to drop Pearl off at her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she thinks that she's going to get pulled over. Or something. And she's like furiously beating the wheel. Yes. And, you know, every single turn she, you know, is not getting away. And it's like, there, there's, you can see the, the anxiety builds, builds, builds. Mm-hmm. And ultimately she's like, what the heck's going on? Before she realizes, you know, it was just her daughter getting yeah. caught in the back of a weird yeah. truck thing. Uh-huh. Cool hideout. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that was pretty, uh. I think that was the most powerful, like, clear social divide scene absolutely absolutely uh okay uh i think i think we we gotta talk about izzy Mm -hmm. i think uh so izzy is a defiant young uh woman who does not take the words uh from elena uh about how to to act uh very well she uh constantly wants to change things about her uh that her her mom would like to put into place uh for for reference lexi the older daughter is very much like elena uh mm-hmm. they, they mentioned that and elena if she could have it her way every one of her kids would be a lot like her but izzy is not like her uh most notably um izzy wants to do her hair, cut her hair, straighten her hair. I don't know how it ultimately goes down. This is one of the five little fires that happens uh, in the show. Uh, Izzy takes a curling iron or a straightening iron, like right to her hair and just holds it on there. And her hair catches on fire because she wants her hair to be short and different and not the way that her mom wants it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So she spends like, the rest of the episode, we see her with, like, this burnt clump of hair, <laughs> yeah. um, which was what she was going for because it was just a move of a move of defiance because her mom said, you know, go go make your hair proper. You got a concert yeah, uh, because she's in the orchestra, whether she wants to be or not, and she doesn't want to be. <laughs> um, and then the next move of defiance is at the orchestra concert. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Do you remember what she had on her face? I don't. I don't know if I even wrote it down. So what she wrote on her face? Yes, yes, yes. I got it. I got it. I got it. So uh, Izzy, there at the family, the Richardson family's at the concert. Izzy is up there. I think she plays viola or violin. Uh, so she's first chair in one of the rows, and um, she comes out onto the stage. And we see sort of like a glimpse of she's got something written all over her face. And uh, her mom doesn't see it right away. Elena. Um, I didn't notice. You didn't notice? No. Oh, well, she's, she, they, the whole, the whole orchestra starts playing. Yeah. Everyone's like going in, all the strings are going. And Izzy is just sitting there. Yeah. Not doing jack. She doesn't play. Doesn't play a single note. Uh, and Elena's like, what's happening? What's going on? Why isn't she doing it? And then like, uh, she turns her head. 
Izzy turns her head and uh, it just says, not your puppet. Oh, yeah. The most metal thing. <laughs> the, so, like, super 90s uh, of her to have that sort of a message. Uh, she She's, you know, she won't let the man tell her what to do. Or in this case, the woman, Elena, tell her what to do. Um, and that's like that's like a big deal. And it's written in permanent markers, so for the rest of the show, it's all over her face. Uh, yeah. Like, multiple days later. True. Um, she just wants to be heard. Like, her mom mm-hmm. isn't letting her be creative. Right. Right. Which, and as far as creativity goes, I, you you had mentioned it before, but, but she's into to art as well. Yeah. This is sort of the last small act of defiance, but she's spray painting... Uh, shelf or I don't even like a bookcase or something, something in the yard and um mia actually bumps into her and says like you're not bad uh even though mia and I- izzy's like what the heck are you doing here like izzy's izzy like doesn't care for mia yeah too much either um just because she thinks she's weird probably or like doesn't really get the whole situation it just wants to do her own thing She's like, spray painting on the lawn. You're not supposed to do that, says Elena. And she's like, whatever. And then the last, actually the last scene of the show, we see her playing with, Izzy playing with a lighter. So you wonder, oh, at the beginning of the show, there was a house was on fire and Izzy was nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Are we going to take that bait and think that it's Izzy that burns the house down? No, folks, because it's, it's probably not her. Uh, but that's that's my two cents. Okay. Uh, What else? Anything else here to, to chew on? A lot of uh, ethereal covers of 90s songs throughout this. Uh, I wrote, music is great. Uh, <laughs> music is great. A lot of Alanis. She's there. Uh-huh. She's there to remind you, you know, of the okay. mess she made when she went away. Um, there was a lot of flashbacks. Or a lot, I don't know if I want to say flashbacks. But there was oh, a lot of yes. scenes to... I guess this can go into the prediction section, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see what you thought. The flashbacks to Mia in what looks like a subway car. We gotta go into that. We gotta okay. go into that. Okay. Uh, set scene. This happens like, um, like three times maybe yeah, in yeah. the show? Mia, you see Mia sitting down in a completely packed subway car. Yep. Um, there's all these people around her, but mm. then there's a guy just staring at her, Ugh. like and he, chillingly. Like, never stops staring at her. No. Um, in one scene, it like changed to be Elena, but then it just like switched back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's no one says anything. It's just her like realizing that this guy's staring at her in the subway. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I think. In promos for the show, um, little snippets, uh, they have that they go back to that flashback mm-hmm. um, where Mia is like moving through the subway car and the man is following her. Uh. So it's like very not great. Uh, whoever this man is, he's seemingly a very very bad man. <laughs> but I I don't know. I only watched the pilot. Kristen read the book. She probably knows more yeah. about him. And the situation. Um, I do know. Okay. Who he is. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to know. But anyway, um, I think that puts a puts a bow on on some of the larger beats of the of the show. Um, mm-hmm. 
feel free. It's it's on Hulu. Um, you know, go check it out. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty gripping uh, from from start to finish. So you can uh, fill in the gaps for yourself about uh, the stuff that we uh, didn't cover. But anyway, why don't we take the opportunity to move on into our next segment where we... Oh, no. Sorry. Apologies. we got to talk about our likes and dislikes uh, oh. for the show. Uh, Kristen, why don't you start us off with one of the things that you liked about the show? About the show. Well, I already said music is great. I liked the music. I liked it, too. It was just... Like I said, it was just like ethereal... Whim- like, ooh, kind of covers. I think it, there was... At some point, at least, a pretty clear change in music when it changed from the Richardsons to mm-hmm. Me and Pearl. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was cool how they used that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carrie uh, Washington, like, really, that's who it is. Yes. Really acts it well. She's a stud. Yeah. Um, Reese is good, too. Like not oh, to yeah. not to slight Reese because you know she's been doing this for quite a while and she knows what she's doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Both of them are really good. It's hard to say. Oh, you you did you did such a great job at being a you know pseudo racist uh, <laughs> like yeah. uh, stringent parent, but like she she acted it convincingly. Yeah. Not gonna say that's what real Reese Witherspoon is like. Yeah, yeah. But she 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 played the part very well. Right. Oh, there was one scene mm-hmm. where this was after the concert, after Izzy's concert, where Elena wanted to go talk to her. And she's Izzy sitting in her bed and can mm-hmm. see the doorway. Oh, yeah. And so she sees her, her mom comes up to the door. Mm-hmm. Izzy, Izzy sees her mom's feet underneath the door. And you just see like Elena just standing right in front of the door with this like obviously door between the two of them. And then it goes to, it switches to Mia and Pearl mm-hmm. when I don't even remember what they just have a fight. Uh, it was it was yeah they, they had a they had a fight about um, how Mia wants to already. It was, oh. it was it was after it was after the whole police or the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. neighborhood watch incident. Yeah, so Mia already wants to leave. Mm-hmm. She already wants to move and go to another city. Right. But Pearl is saying, "You promised we could stay here like until I graduate high school." Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a big fight. And then they show the two of them, like, being separated by a wall. Right. Which they, it's not, as they mentioned, they tell us that that's not very frequent in their in their lifestyle to, yeah. to be separated. Right. Um, but now Pearl finally has her own room, which Mia told her to go to very <laughs> uh, aggressively. Right. Said, you go to your room. Because they got into that that huge fight, but mm-hmm. there's that separation between the two of them. Yes, can, and continue. So there's, there's that wall between them, and it's mirroring. Yeah, showing how both, even though both parents are have huge differences, mm-hmm. they still go through the same struggles with right. their children. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day. Pearl and Mia. Pearl and Mia make up Mm -hmm. and are much, much closer. Correct. Than Elena is with any of her kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, like, it seems like she barely ever talks to them. Yeah. Like, we don't really ever see her in the picture with her kids. Nope. So, despite Elena 
having money mm-hmm. and status. Yep. And the quote-unquote better life. Right. She, like, doesn't get along with any of her kids. Correct. And she wants them to be all like her. Yeah. Um, so it just shows you what that disconnect, mm-hmm. how, how you know, how wide that that disconnect can be between, you know, a mother and her children. Yeah. Um, in this scenario specifically. Um, okay. That was, yeah, that was really, that was really good. That was a good, a really good scene. Probably one of my, uh-huh. one of my favorite in the show. Um, as far as things that I liked, um, it's the nineties. Uh, Elena has a car phone. Don't see those too often. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so she used a car phone early on in the show and it was like, yo, a landline in a car. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Big and chunky, but really cool. I was, I was like, wow, this is how you know she's rich. She's got a car phone. People don't get car phones that uh, that often. Uh, I really liked in the early uh, part of the episode uh, the relationship between uh, Mia and Pearl. It was really nice. It was really warm. Uh, you could tell how close they were despite the hardships that they had gone through. Uh, they were just happy to be in each other's company, and that slowly, slowly uh, devolves into uh, Mia being upset at Pearl, not necessarily ever because of everything that Pearl does, but because of the situation that she's in uh, with this overbearing Elena sort of all over her uh, now that she is renting out her apartment. So it's not really because of Pearl that they sort of fight and, and break up and have to ultimately come back together. Um but they just have this they have this really uh dynamic chemistry that that pops on the screen for me i I think pearl's character is stellar i think she's probably my favorite character in the show um i I, she's super smart super witty um super you know uh what what's the what's the word i'm i'm looking for uh she like knows what she wants to do even with the 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 barriers that are in front of her and you know i i believe that watching the show like i as the audience legitimately want to see her get what she wants because she's clearly trying so hard to to do it and she has you know all the equipment with you know how big her brain is to like do it and i just hope for her that she can can do that but i don't know what ultimately will happen uh because of the situation that her and her mom are in. Uh, she was she was awesome. Um, again, Carrie Washington, really, really good. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, of course, really good. Um, some of the things, one of the things I didn't like uh, before you uh, do your dislikes. Uh, again, it's the 90s. Reese Witherspoon has a pop collar at one point. <laughs> <laughs> hate a pop collar that's true she we does. can't have that going on but in all seriousness the the sort of freak archetype uh for izzy i i'm not t- i like i feel like i've seen this character a mm. lot and i i guess i'm just like not super into into it i don't i don't think I don't find myself super compelled by the relationship between Izzy and Elena. I know that's like there's there's a a fire brewing, for lack of a better term, between the two of them. Um, and 
uh, in my opinion, they're placing Izzy as the red herring for this whole thing uh, because she's, you know, anti-establishment, like burn my hair and write on my face uh, mm-hmm. and, and light, you know, little fires everywhere. But ding, ding. But uh, I don't know. I just I'm not into that character archetype, mm-hmm. which means I'm not I don't feel very compelled by by Izzy's character, but I feel like she's going to be a very important part of the show. Um I mean, it, it is a limited series, so every character that we met is going to be an important part of the show. But, like, just not into it. I, I, I could could use without it, but I know this is obviously adapted from a book. So, what are you going to do? But mm. that's uh, that's my two cents. What are some of the things that uh, you didn't like? You're thinking. doesn't sound like uh, your list is very <laughs> long. I didn't like when Bill was in his underwear Ew. and they had a sex scene. That was not yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, I think she's feeling good about herself. And yeah. that's why she... Because there are two other times in the show where her husband is like, we're going to have sex, right? And she's like, it's not It's not Thursday. Yeah. Or whatever. She, she sucks. Just, like, show how she rigid. sucks. I don't know. Whatevs. No, I didn't really have any major dislikes. No, you weren't. You weren't uh, disliking the the love triangle that they have brewing between well, uh, Trip and Moody and Pearl. We didn't really talk about that, but like Pearl definitely has eyes for the older brother Trip, even though Trip doesn't really. Not, like he he invites her into the house and and they you know he says come hang out with Lexi and I. And, like, Pearl's super excited to be able to hang out with the older brother, Trip. Yeah. But Moody is clearly, like, into Pearl. And you could say that Pearl's probably into Moody. It's just into some degree. But you can see, like, this... The the beginning, the the blooming of this this triangle that they're trying to, to make. Uh, whether or not that was in the book, I don't know. But I feel like it's there's something that they're trying to do. And... I hate a love triangle. It's just just cliche. But I know, but I'm saying it's not even something that I need to predict because they're, they're giving it to us in the first episode. So I'm just saying, I don't even know why I'm just, I'm just trying to see if you didn't like that as much as I didn't like that. I mean, I think I'm used to that sort of stuff. That doesn't mean it's good. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. That's exactly the reason to not like it. Well, I think because I know what happens, I can't say that i disliked it that's fair that's fair because you think it, they did it well in the book because certain things happen that makes you not like it makes you not dislike it fair i don't know fair that's fine okay. whatever um so anything else then before no. we we move on All right, yes, so we will take the opportunity now to move on into uh, Predictions Corner, which will be heavily manned by me today, considering that Kristen has read the book. Uh, Listeners, uh, if you would not like to be spoiled, this is where you might want to move ahead to our verdict. Uh, Go, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so, Uh, because Kristen is going to tell me what happens in this book. (laughs) I am going to to predict uh, what I think happens. So I will do so now. Um, so first thing, and I, and I, I made a comment, uh, but the man on the train, mm-hmm. um, and I want you to, to tell me what actually happens here. Sure. Uh, 
I predicted that uh, he raped Kerry Washington's character, mm-hmm. um, given the way that he was so creepily uh, looking at her. And uh, clearly there is not a, a man in the picture for her. They never once talk about a former husband or a lover. Pearl, I don't think, ever talks about her dad. So I don't know what these flashbacks are suggesting to me. Mm. But you told me that is not the case. He does not. He doesn't rape her. Mm-hmm. But he is Pearl's dad. Ooh, okay. I don't honestly don't remember his name. It's which, fine. <laughs> whatever. Um, he sees Mia on the subway. Mm. He is him and his wife. He's married. Mm. They have been trying to have a child for a very long time, but have realized that his wife cannot have a kid. Wow. So he sees Mia, and apparently Mia looks like exactly like his wife. Huh. They like look very similar. So he's just like entranced by how similar she looks to his wife. Wow. That's, it's not like, uh, it's not like an evil fixation that's. No. Because they, they definitely present it like that. They in the definitely show. do. But no. Then he asks, him and his wife ask her, like, can you be our surrogate? Oh. And like, so we can have a baby. Yeah. So they like give her, they she can live in their apartment. They pay her. And she is like a struggling student. She was in art school at the time. Mm-hmm. So she was like, well, I kind of need money. So, wow. Sure. So I guess. Oh. So she is doing that. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I think her parents find out. And her parents are like, so she like uses his sperm, you know. So it's like, whatever. Right. They don't have sex. No. Mm-hmm. It's like implanted. Yeah. Um, In vitro. Yeah. Her parents are like, how could you do that? How can you give away your child? Mm. So then she is like, wait, I don't want to. Oh, Mia's parents. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And Mia realizes, well, I don't want to give away my child anymore. So she tells them, tells the husband and wife that she lost the baby. Oh, And then, like, runs away. But it's Pearl. Huh. So... Dang. Yeah. That's pretty hefty. Well, uh, so I guess that's the start of her running away. Yeah. Because yeah. clearly yeah, she's run is. away her, the entire, you know, the entirety of Pearl's life. Yeah. It seems for, from Pearl's perspective, that's all she really knows, mm-hmm. which is why she's fighting so hard to, to put down roots. Interesting though. I, they, I, I, I guess it is a conclusion that I'm, that I jumped to based on it. Based on what the show was giving me, but it really, really doesn't seem too positive the way that they, they're showing this man. He's, no, they definitely like, seems like such at a creep. First, I mean, at first she's like super scared, like why is yeah. this dude staring at me? So it's creepy at first. Yeah, yeah. But then it's just like depressing. Yeah, yeah. That they're so desperate to have a For kid. This kid. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now I, I do think it was pretty apparent in the, uh, close to the end of the first episode that, uh, Mia and Izzy 
Uh, and it might not be to the this, to the full extent that I I would believe it so, but they're gonna they're gonna bond over mm-hmm. art, I presume. Um, I'm guessing that Izzy is going to have the best relationship uh, between the kids and. Well, I mean, Moody's got a pretty good relationship with with Mia, um, but I would think Izzy and Mia are, are going to become kind of tight, much to Elena's discomfort. Um, I don't know to what extent, but. Maybe Mia's going to feel so comfortable as to let Izzy into her house to show uh, that she's taking all these pictures of the entire family. And then Izzy's going to report back to Elena. Well, mm. not necessarily report back to Elena, but report what she found to another one of her siblings. And that's going to be like, why are you taking pictures of us? <laughs> uh, I can I can imagine okay. that if the pictures get out, and I assume they will get out, mm. uh the Richardson family is not going to be too uh, keen on that, even if they're not even if they're not necessarily bad pictures of them. Okay. Um, but I do see in in a in a, a little in another one of the uh, scenes that they like to show promoting the show that there is a a cut up picture of Reese Witherspoon that uh, Mia is slowly burning from the bottom <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, a little fire uh-huh. all over the picture. Um, any of that hit? Any of that hit? Yeah, Izzy does become really close with Mia. Cool. She, like, goes to Mia's house every day and watches her. Every day? Do art, yeah. Wow. They hang out all the time. Huh. Um, but I don't think Mia ever shows her any of the pictures. Wow. The pictures just come out at the end. But not publicly, in a very private way. Oh, they come out at the end, huh? Got in a very in a very private way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want me to. No, no, no. We, we don't have to talk about. We don't have We're to gonna about watch that. the show. We're gonna watch the show. But I do think it's important for me to predict who set fire mm-hmm. to the house because that is the biggest uh, event that is going to happen in the show. Um, it's not really a little fire; it's a big fire. Uh, and it's the entire estate mansion thing for the Richardsons. Um, and that's how the show started, as we mentioned before. Uh, but if I had to put my money down, it ain't Izzy. Uh, and I, 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 I mean, I don't know enough about the other siblings to really make a guess. I don't think it's something that Moody would do. I don't think that Elena would start it herself, nor would her husband, because he's just a guy. So that leaves me with Mia, who maybe that wouldn't be surprised surprising to some if she set the fire because she's already got this tenuous relationship with Elena, or Pearl. And I believe that the fire setter is Pearl by accident. And it's triggered by this weird love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> that is presented to us in the first episode, and it's an accident, but the whole thing burned down, it's Pearl's fault, she didn't mean it, she just knocked over a candle, just like the, the cow that tipped over the lantern in Chicago, in the well, Great Chicago Fire. if you picked up on something that I think it was the policeman said at the very beginning when he was telling Elena uh-huh. how the fire was started. I didn't. You would know that it was not an accident. Oh, right. Arson. 
I did write that down in my notes. Arson. So it's not an accident. Which means, <laughs> hmm, Pearl did it on purpose. Why? It wasn't Pearl, was it? No. Dang it! <laughs> um, I don't remember hearing a sentence of who exactly did it, but I'm like 99.9% sure it was Izzy. Dang it! Come on! <laughs> That's so... It's, it's uh... What? Come on, subvert my expectations, author. Really? She just yeah. did it? Yeah, she was mad. Really? Just because she was mad? She was mad at her whole family because... And she wanted to kill them? No, okay, wait, I do remember that he sparked something in Oh, my brain. wow, wow, a little <laughs> um, fire in your brain. Mia was talking to Izzy at one point when Mia is again thinking about leaving. Um... And Mia basically says something to the extent of, sometimes when you want to start over, you have to burn everything. <laughs> so she does. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> but she, the cop said at the beginning, there was little sparks set throughout the house. Ah, yes. Little fires set throughout the whole house. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Dang. On the nose. So it was on the nose. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this, but what were there anything, any jarring differences between? No. It, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty much the same. Yeah. They, hit all, the, they hit all the notes. Yeah. Got it. Even I this, think. Even this relationship with her friend in orchestra, that was like a thing in the book. Yeah. No, that wasn't a thing. But oh, that really okay. wasn't even a thing in the show. But it might so. be. It might be. That could be different. Um, Moody didn't really have a hideout. They oh. just, like, hung out around. The but junkyard? They still hung out, so. Okay. That wasn't that much different. Pearl was still into poetry? Yeah. Mia still made a bike? I mean, I don't remember that exactly happening, but I really didn't understand, like, most of the first couple chapters of the book <laughs> because I was, like, getting used to the audiobook. Fair. So, so, so this, is, this is all that information. <laughs> I don't remember if she made a bike. Gotcha. She probably did. That, that seemed like an important. That seemed like a, an important enough plot point to show their situation that they probably put. She it made in. a lot of stuff. Right, because she's an artist. Yeah. And you know, even though she's a photo- into photography, she does all sorts of stuff: painting, sculpting, all that good stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I think that does it pretty. That does it pretty nice. Now we know who the uh, the culprit is, much mm-hmm. to my chagrin. Um, so why don't we uh, move on to our our final segment of the pod? Is that cool with you? Mm-hmm. All right. So here we are, final segment, the part of the show where we decide whether or not this show is crash landing, meaning that it will be canceled uh, before it is complete. Uh, or clear for takeoff, a show that will reach its destination safely um, and maybe garner some uh, awards along the way, multiple seasons, uh, or maybe it's just a one-season thing. I think this, (laughs) given that is a limited series, which we have done several other times on Pilot's Guide. a bunch of the books are. Yeah, it's a, it's sort of hard to think that a book adaption is going to be canceled. So, though it's got Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington in it, they're going to do what they need to do with it. If they if they needed to break it into a second season, which I don't think they will, uh, they could do that and it would probably be fine. But I believe the show is clear for takeoff. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, not a ton. Right, there. It's, it's a limited series, so I yeah. feel like they already did all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, take off. I feel like it could not get as much attention as they want it to, but I I don't know. I don't know. I, I this is this seems to be getting heavily, or at least in the last it's couple weeks, so heavily advertised, heavily advertised. Yeah, all over the place. But I haven't heard of anyone watching it. So no, no, I don't know. No. People just aren't aren't uh, into, you know. It's family drama, right? Which like maybe is popular in older women circles. Yeah, but like our friends probably are not going to watch this. No, so you're not going to like hear. Yeah. Everyone we know. Oh, it's the Tiger King phenomenon. Right. On little fires <laughs> right. uh, from everywhere. No. Everywhere. Uh, I, I. They're they're like they push it hard. It. Interesting factoid, when Kristen was trying to get this book, before quarantine uh, was in position, uh, we live across the street from the Free Library of Philadelphia, and uh, notably, this book was on back order, or on the wait, she had to put herself on the wait list for 20 people. Yeah, but I tried other books too, and they're all like that. Okay. I thought this was like, everyone wants to read this book. (laughs) Is a book old? How's the old's the book? No, it recently came out. Really? I don't want to look it up. So they made it. So they wrote the book. The, the book was written and then pretty quickly adapted. I don't. I don't know if it was. I didn't know if it was written in the nineties or like oh. the, the turn of the century or turn of the no. yeah turn of the century is, is appropriate. Um, but it's more recent than that. Then you say. Interesting. It's also got the backing of Alanis Morissette, so I think that's, uh, you know, we can confidently say that this show is clear for takeoff for that reason as well. Um, came out in 2017. 2017. Pretty quick. So it came out in 2017, and then you assume with shooting probably going on in mid to end of 2018, that's a pretty quick adaption. Yeah. I mean, it's a bestseller, so I guess it was really well liked. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. I felt like every time I listened to Kristen listening to this book, it was like, I gotta go get the paperwork for the money and the lawyer bills and that stuff. <laughs> loans, loans, loans. Money. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't I like it. I felt like I heard mail and like envelopes. I don't even know. I'm like making it up at this point, but like, I feel like it was just, I, I feel like I never once while she was listening to it was I like, Wow that's going on i was like it's just two people talking about like i think you I gotta go have pick that up. reaction when well, you actually watch the show what then i'm not gonna I'm like, gonna be like wow that's going on okay well we'll see we'll see yeah sounds good then my my interest is peaked okay uh anyway any any closing remarks on your experience with the show i just want to say that the little fires yeah are just hypothetical Yes, but there are five in this episode, literal. Maybe candles are lit. Yeah, that's a little fire, by definition. But it's like the little fire of their relationship doesn't work out. Or like this crazy thing happened that was a fire. So that's a literal fire. (laughs) A metaphorical fire. Right. The little fire between Moody and Trip and... Or Trip and Moody when they're fighting over Pearl at the middle to end of the series. That's a fire. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't expect too many fires. I'm just saying, there better be at least one little fire in every single episode. I don't think there will be. There absolutely will be, folks. <laughs> okay. I'm confident about it. Uh, okay, but yes, that's a good, good, good way to put it. Yes, it's a metaphor, but <laughs> metaphors are good. That's what makes shows seem artistic. And the show seems artistic mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, why don't we move on to close out our podcast? So this has been another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, another book adaption episode featuring Kristen, the the book reader extraordinaire. Kristen, thank you for joining me today to record this podcast, considering that you live with me and we are stuck in quarantine. Of course. There's nothing else to do, really. No, so. there's nothing else to do beside record podcasts because it's the last career mm-hmm. in the world. Um, thank you, audience, for, for listening today. Uh, if you would like to reach out and uh, talk with us about the shows that we watched uh, or maybe some previous episodes or some stuff that you would like to see us discuss in future episodes of Pilot's Guide, uh, you can send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com, or connect with us on Twitter at pilotsguidepod. Uh, we would appreciate it if you would go to uh, the Apple Podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I uh, would greatly appreciate that. Um, as well as if you're a small business and you would like to connect with us, uh, we would love to advertise you. Um, you can connect with us on the website uh, Podcorn, which we are using to, to promote the show uh, to a, a new degree. Uh, so you can check that out. We are uh, there and willing to do any ad spots that uh, you might want. Uh, we've got a lot of new listeners, I know, because of the uh, recent uh, conclusion at this point of the Dispatches from Elsewhere uh, Pilot's Guide to Nonchalance series that I did with Angelo and Andrew, uh, our producers. Great stuff. Was so happy to, to be able to do that full series with uh, with those guys. If you like that um, and you're listening to this and you'd like us to do another full series, please let us know about certain new upcoming stuff that uh, you want us to hit on because that's not going to be constricted to streaming service. We think we would branch that out into uh, regular cable uh, television shows. So if you got something on the mind, let us know. Um, thanks, Emily, for uh, our art Thanks, Angelo and Andrew, as always, for editing uh, the pod. Kristen, do you have anything uh, to plug today? At Peachakeen10. On Instagram. She just posted. And Twitter, I think. And Twitter. No, just to my story. Yes. Still have zero posts. That's fine. But we're getting there. We're getting there. At some point in this quarantine, she will post to Instagram. Yeah, you're going to want to see it. You're, gonna, you're absolutely going to want to <laughs> see it. Um, maybe I'll be in the picture. I don't know. We'll see. We took a lot of picture of flowers the other day. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, anyway, um, next week, you can look forward to um, another episode with Christian Sama for another Netflix anime. I think we're doing Beast Stars, if I'm correct. I don't know. But we're rapidly approaching episode 50 of the Pilot's Guide proper series. And that's going to be a very special episode where I get the opportunity to sit down and talk with everybody that's been on the pod 
uh, throughout the last year and change that we've been around. Thank you all always for listening uh, to Pilot's Guide. Uh, and as we say with every podcast, um, after listening, please feel free to roam about the cabin. She never says it with any enthusiasm, folks, but please feel free to roam <laughs> about the cabin. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back soon with more content to get you through your quarantine. Stay safe. Stay home. Save a life. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.